0: Hey guys, Ellen Holman here. I play Brenner Baker in the upcoming Army of One, and I'm joining you here on On Screen and Beyond.
1: On Screen and Beyond, an inside look
2: into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry,
1: news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now... Here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrack.
2: Thank you for joining us for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrack, and this is episode 526 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we've got a good one coming your way. Ellen Holman is going to be joining us, and you've seen her on... NCIS, New Orleans, and Into the Badlands, and a host of other TV shows, and she is going to be in the next Matrix movie. She's in next year's, around December, Uh, Matrix 4 is going to be coming out, and she's in that movie, so you got to be sure to be watching for her, but you can get a chance to see her starring in her own film, it's called Army of One. And it's coming right up, so we're going to get some information about that from Ellen and a whole lot of other things coming your way right here on On Screen and Beyond, so let's get right into it. It's time now for Remake Madness.
1: Hang up and try again.
2: Remake Madness, it looks like Sony is going to retell the story of Cinderella and it will star Adina Menzel and Camilla Cabello. And the remake of Dune will land on October 1st, 2021 in theaters and on HBO Max. And a reboot of Mortal Kombat will arrive, sometimes, in 2021. They haven't set the date on that one definitely yet, so we'll keep you informed as it uh, comes our way. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, it looks like Apple is working on a deal to have the rights to Carol Burnett's memoir, Carrie and Me, for a feature adaptation with Tina Fey producing it. And it looks like MGM is making a movie called Gucci, and Jeremy Irons and Lady Gaga will star uh, in it, and they've signed on for the film with Ridley Scott directing and Queen Latifah will executive produce and star in a new film called End of the Road. It's about a family terrorized by a mysterious killer in the desert. And that's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. Taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming away as far as sequels. Sequel City, well, it looks like plans are in the works for around, now get this, Seven more Kingsman films and a Kingsman's TV show. So they got real plans for for sequels for that one. And Godzilla vs. Kong lands in theaters and HBO Max on May 21st, 2021. And The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, also hits theaters and HBO Max on June 4th, 2021. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what do we say we take a look at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? (laughs) TV and DVD, well, it looks like HBO limited series The Undoing will bring its mystery to Blu-ray and DVD on March 23rd. January 5th, you can look for The 100, and that's the seventh and final season on DVD and Blu-ray. And let's see, one more, The... Doom Patrol Season 2 flies on to DVD and Blu-ray on January 26th. that's it for TV on DVD coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. What's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? (laughs) Movies on DVD. It looks like Love and Monsters arrives on DVD and Blu-ray on January 5th. January 19th, you can catch The Kid Detective as it slips onto DVD. And also on January 19th, Casper is re-released on Blu-ray. And that's it for movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we'll take a look at what's coming away as far as TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, you can look for Mario Lopez to star as Colonel Sanders. That's right, KFC. In a Lifetime mini-movie... I don't know what they mean by mini-movie, but it's going to be on Sunday, December 13th at 12 noon. And it's called A Recipe for Seduction. Okay, if you say so. And let's see, we also have a new mini-series from David E. Kelly called Nine Perfect Strangers is filming right now. The Hulu series stars Luke Evans, Nicole Kidman, and Melissa McCarthy. And sadly, actor David Lander, known for his role as Squiggy on on Laverne Shirley, uh, has passed away, and he was at the age of 73. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Ellen Holman is going to be joining us. Uh, She is going to be in the new Matrix 4 movie coming up next year, around this time. And also, she has a new movie out right now, or coming right out uh, very shortly, And it's called Army of One. And boy, has she got some stories to tell us. That's coming up next. Ellen Holman right here on On Screen and Beyond. Stepping up to the On Screen and Beyond mic this week is an actress who we have seen in such shows as Malcolm in the Middle, Rules of Engagement, Spartacus, Into the Badlands, NCIS New Orleans, and Hawaii Five-0. She will also be in the upcoming film The Matrix 4 with Keanu Reeves, and on December 15th, she is starring in her latest film, Army of One. It's Ellen Hullman. And Ellen, welcome to On Screen and Beyond.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Now, Ellen, um, we got to get into Army of One here. But the first thing i got to tell you, you would scare the crap out of Rambo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: so funny because I, I, on my social media, I, 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 posted the, I did the poster promo. And um, uh, I, I was fortunate enough to do the original design, uh, the original art for it. And uh, the, uh, in post, they added arrows. And I'm like, guys, don't, don't, don't add the arrows, because then people are going to think Tomb Raider. And I was like, <laughs> and of course they do it anyway. And so the poster was released. And um, so I was like, okay, so ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the official poster for Army One, we're going to caption this. So give me your best caption. Here, I'll go first. Tomb Raider called, she wants her arrows back. And then I think the other thing I said was if Deliverance and Rambo had a love child, it would be <laughs> Army of One.
1: <laughs>
0: it's true. I mean, if that doesn't if that doesn't make you click on the uh, buy now on, on your streamer, then I don't know what will.
2: Oh yeah, and then uh, I was watching the uh, the trailer, and it's like, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we 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 like to go straight to the meat and potatoes. We don't like to uh, you know, sideline anything. It's like, hey, what is this about? Whoa. Okay. <laughs> no mystery there. <laughs> yeah, this looks
2: like a really good action
0: film. Mm. I hope so because that's what it's supposed to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you're to, if you're to tell me if you're to tell me this is this is a, it looks like a great rom com then that means I did not <laughs> do my job.
2: Either that or or I have a real problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think I should talk to someone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can just
0: talk to you, I suppose,
1: since I got you.
2: <laughs> so, b- before we—I mean—we're we're talking back and forth here on on something that we know about, but uh, our listeners don't. So, uh, give us an idea of what Army of One is about.
0: So, without giving too much away, um, imagine John Wick only with a woman, and it's not the dog; it's the husband. <laughs> <laughs> there you go know. no but uh um it is a revenge love story that uh, centers around a woman named brenner baker played by ellen holman who i fear is just a delight <laughs> um <laughs> and uh she goes uh, uh she goes out into the wilderness with her husband that, to both just get away from work for a while and they stumble upon on the notes to them um a, a compound for a drug cartel a local drug cartel and, um, one thing leads to another, and her husband meets an untimely demise um and It isn't until Brenner goes to to do further investigation that she learns there's a lot more than meets the eye, which turns into a revenge quest,
2: mm-hmm. And some Mm -hmm. serious ass-kicking in this way.
1: (laughs)
0: Yes, yes. Uh, So uh, I was fortunate enough to be uh, on board not only um, from a performer standpoint, but also uh, uh, with the action design, uh, the writing, and uh, producing aspect of this. So I was able to get my claws in all those separate areas. So uh, because of that, it really really felt like it was – like I gave it everything, everything I had to offer – um, to put into this film, um, collaborating with my husband, Stephen Dunleavy, and uh, his resources, which uh, which are 8711 Action Design, who do all the John Wick movies, Deadpool, Atomic Blonde. Um, so they know a thing or two about action.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I've, I've been able to train alongside them now for, my God, going on six or seven years. Um, so we're able to bring a lot of that type of choreography to the screen, um, and not unlike... Uh, their their films, they like their actors to do pretty much everything. Um, and uh, I did not I did not have a double for this, and my body can attest to that. <laughs> so wow. uh, none of the actors did actually. That was one thing that we um, uh, I was quite animate about is having the actors do their own their own action uh, and, and, and and of course, based upon what their capabilities are. Uh, I'm not gonna you know ask Geraldine, to do (laughs) backflips i'm not gonna ask you to do things that are outside your wheelhouse um just enough to to push you and um bring that element of of uh you know of of risk to the screen
2: yeah now you've done other times you've done your own stunts too am i correct
0: yes it seems to be uh my niche um, and I think it spawned from nearly a decade ago uh, with my role, Saxa, the German gladiatrist uh, on Spartacus for a couple years. So um, I was fortunate enough to do all my own um, knife work, sword work and uh, fight uh, fight choreo. And even towards the end, they, they allowed me to choreo- uh, choreograph my own material. And that's carried on since Um uh-huh. I've been able to bring that element to the big and small screen fortunately when they let me
1: yeah. have you ever <laughs> hey, been if you
0: if you if you let me i'm gonna do it
2: <laughs> have you ever been hurt
0: oh my gosh yes, oh my gosh yes, it's not really a matter if you get hurt it's, it's when you get yeah. hurt but fortunately i' i' I'm, I'm a jiu jitsu practitioner, so I'm used to being hurt all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So what was the, what was the worst thing that uh during the filming of Army of One? What was did you get hurt at all in there?
0: Oh yeah, I mean countless bumps and bruises and scrapes. Uh things that going in there, you know, you know you're going to you're going to get. I think um I think the the ones that stand out the most are um there's a scene with uh the Butch character which those uh our listeners say uh, when they go see this delightful gem of an action drama, um, he is one of the protagonists, and there is a, quite quite a violent fight between he and I. Um, and it was in a barn, and in this barn were a bunch of these hay bales, and in these hay bales were thousands and thousands of spiders. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Yes. So this was not it was a very darkly lit uh, and I was not aware that there were uh, a a whole myriad of of uh, insects (laughs) that were living in these hay bales. Um, And in one aspect of the scene, I'm leaning against it. And of course, we're doing take after take where I'm thrown against it and I lean against it. And um, there's a giant, what kind of looks like a black widow, crawling right next to my face in the scene. And, of course, I don't see it. And every one of the monitors losing their minds. (laughs) They're just like, oh, my God. And as soon as we cut, I was like, hey, uh, are we ready to move on? Uh, Can I take a look at playback? And uh, sure and behold, I see this giant... (laughs) <laughs> arachnid inches from my face and uh, it wasn't until then I realized the reason I kept itching my back oh, was geez. because of countless spider bites um, and the hay bale was scratching the, the the hell out of my back as well right. and then being being thrown on the ground continuously also didn't help the matter <laughs> but um, but yeah there is bumps grapes bruises spider bites and god knows what else um that was and it, it, we started shooting that at 6 p.m. and we didn't wrap until 7 a.m. Mm-hmm.
1: jeez
0: yeah well, you know
2: so jiu jitsu you know is is you know very <laughs> you can do a lot with it but a spider is not it's not have anything to do with a spider
0: <laughs> no you can't and the thing is i won't kill spiders like i I realize how essential they are to the ecosystem. I'm I'm not a, a fool in that aspect. Uh, I'm I'm a big supporter, big supporter yeah. of spiders. <laughs> so Peta, you can't say anything about it. Um, right. However, it doesn't mean I am any less terrified. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God, just thinking about it, it freaks me out. Wow. Ugh. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty gross. So pretty gross. did you find it
2: difficult being, uh, you know, being in control of everything and, and being in in the scene and everything like that, jumping back and forth, you know, looking at the dailies and everything?
0: No, you know, it's it's something I, I, I swear just seems, seems to happen naturally. It, I've, I've been in the production aspect of things for some time now, and it just... When you do something long enough, you you get to know every aspect of it, even if you don't try. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, there's, I guess it just takes a certain brain to compartmentalize everything so that you can organize and assemble it uh, in a way that's up to your standards. Uh, An example would be um, after uh, Brenner gets left for dead, um which is not a giveaway because it's literally on the poster right <laughs> they left her for dead make a mistake yep <laughs> uh didn't give that away uh when uh when she comes to and realizes her whole world essentially has uh fallen apart it's a dramatic scene where she's essentially you know burying her husband um and you know it's, it's a very dramatic emotional scene um that we shot once again from like eight o'clock at night till like five o'clock in the morning um uh because we were outdoors uh even after every cut you know it's like this just sobbing 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 and then as soon as cuts uh call them like okay cool I think boom kind of got in that shot a little bit but let's can we come around tighter here and make sure we capture this insert and then I'm gonna need a little bit more sweat on my forehead to match the previous take in the master like your brain just my brain automatically goes to everything technical. I'm, I'm a very technical oriented person, um, and I'm, I'm a total stickler about continuity um, and and fluidity of the scene. So, uh, if something isn't working, you have to brainstorm it really quickly and find the solution.
1: Um,
0: so even then, you know, like whether it's hair, or makeup, wardrobe, like all of that, uh, I would I would know what every single element was and forget about all of it during the scene
1: Mm -hmm. then as
0: soon as cut it's like address everything that you need to address which is very directorial yeah
1: Um, Yeah.
0: it's a very directorial uh, thing and I understand now how someone like uh, you know for Braveheart when Mel Gibson also directed like I remember thinking to myself how the hell do you do that (laughs) and it's not Actually, it's challenging, but it's not impossible. Yeah. If anything, if anybody knows what the hell is going on in a scene, it's the person on the scene. Hmm. Jeez. So, so yeah. Yeah. That's so, what I'd say about that.
2: Yeah. So you're you you wrote this.
0: I was one of the co-writers. One so, of the co-writers. Uh, right. Um, there, there, uh, there were several writers that were uh, present before I I came on board, um, but I did have a. a uh, massive uh, influence in in rewriting. And yeah, s- thank s- goodness Stephen Stephen Durham was extremely gracious with that. He uh, he allowed my husband and I to cut every action scene and gut it and revamp it. And uh, as long as it went along with the story, and he he let me essentially do a massive rewrite on my dialogue, which of course affects the other characters' dialogue. And I feel that because of his willingness to be collaborative it just elevated uh, it elevated the material because we're my husband and I are used to, to working at, at a certain level and um you know when when others haven't had the the haven't been fortunate enough to have that access to that level um there's certain things you don't realize are missing
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and he like I said he didn't have any ego about it and he was he was extremely generous and I I, I would like to think the the film and collaborations better for it.
1: Yeah.
2: So, so how did your husband feel? You know, I mean, let's see. This is the a couples out the, uh, you know, going someplace and the husband dies. <laughs> Do you are, you are you sending him signals here
0: or something? Or? Oh my gosh! If he, if that man, if that man, Stephen Dunleavy, that i married had a dollar for every time I've killed him, killed him on camera. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to kill him even in the Spartacus days. Like I, I like Scorpion King, I killed him a few times. Like, I, I've, I have, oh my gosh, I have beat the crap out of that man so many times. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he, he's used to it now. <laughs> oh, he he absolutely is. I mean, he's 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 my my sparring buddy. I mean, we spar together. We you know. Mm-hmm. We're, we're used to it um whether it's doing it for a tv and film or doing it for fun
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that is you know it's, it's what we're accustomed to to doing
1: mm-hmm. um yeah.
0: yeah so he's he's always willing i i love working with him i really do love working with my yeah. husband. we've we've been part of a production company for a, a number of years now so we we just get each other and we speak the same weird language
1: <laughs> that's good <laughs> so might
0: say this so I might say dysfunctional. Like, he was the stunt coordinator on this. Um, and uh, uh, I would wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and be like, Bert, has anyone ever been stabbed in the jugular with a deer antler before? He's like, darling, can we just talk about this in the morning? <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 I really need to know this, because I think that it would really elevate this scene with Butch. <laughs> it's just like just write it down, darling. And then I'm like you know, another example, I woke up in the middle of the night, as I do. I'm like, has anyone ever been hung with a garden hose before? And he's like, Oh my god, just write it down And sure enough, uh these both made the film and he he had to he was behind the design and rigging of of one of the characters being <laughs> tied up with a garden hose and strung up a tree. Like there's which is actually very complicated to do from a safety standpoint I'm sure Um, from the safety yeah uh,
1: because
0: he's he's a rigging uh, a rigging master he he did uh, he was the key rigger on Matrix 4 so I feel like he could handle (laughs) Uh. (laughs) army of one
2: (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back with more of our guests right after this short break
1: another day is here and you're ready for it What to wear? check breakfast, lunch, and dinner? check
0: Oh my gosh. Um, so Stephen Durham and I were collaborating um, on another film we were co-writing together that through another producer that I worked with on a Western film produced by Nico Foster, who is also the producer of this. It's such a small industry. It, it really, really is. Um, and a lot of times what ends up happening is that I'll be brought up on a project. And I'll be like, okay, this is great, but what about X, Y, and Z? What about this, this, and this, and this, and this? And I'll get so involved that I'll end up becoming a producer on something. Um, and that's that's what end up happening with, with Army of One. Plus, he wanted he wanted a female actress. who wasn't shy with action, um, which I certainly uh, am, am, am not. <laughs> My body is not happy for it. But <laughs> Clearly, I'm not shy in that aspect. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's that's how that led to, to me being a part of it. And I said, well, hey, if I'm going to come on board, it was last minute. Um, I said, if I'm going to come on board, if you want to make this, what I see on the page, if you want to bring this to screen to the level of which I'm used to operating at, we need to bring my husband in. Um, and we need to really, you know, put our foot on the on the gas pedal yeah. and, and make this happen. And wow. Like I said, he was so great about it. Um, he even let, would let us take over second unit directing. He would, he would basically be like, "Cool, you guys just do all the action." I'm yeah. like, "Well, that's like seventy percent of this movie." So <laughs> happily, <laughs> yeah, I, I will happily do that.
2: Yeah, it, I got the impression that the, the, the it's not one of these movies where you get to relax for a while. <laughs>
0: You get you get a little bit of breathing in between, but that's just basically like the stalking aspect.
2: Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that that's still nerve wracking.
0: <laughs> it is. It's a different kind of tension, but there are there are some little moments of humor in there too, which I thought were really important uh, to bring to the page because the original version didn't have uh, much of that, and like you need some aspect of levity.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. Um, you know whether it's you know little cheeky, dark humor or, um, you know, some emotional scenes. You need to sort of mix it up a bit. Yeah? Um, yeah.
2: Have you ever worked with any of the other people uh, besides your husband in, in this, uh, you know, in the who are people, the actors who were in the film? Did you ever work with any of them? No. No?
0: No. I I, I had only seen uh, Geraldine, of course, uh, her work from Get Out and Green Book um, and then Matt Passmore, I just knew him from the series that he's done, but I've never actually met him in person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so no, that was, that was first time working with everybody in our crew. Usually in LA, when you, when you work on jobs, you, you there's someone on the crew that you worked with before, right? Uh, even if you shoot in like the bigger hubs, whether it's LA, New York, um, you know, Atlanta, like there's roving crews. And even casts that you'll come across, um, but a lot of our crew was was local, so I, I've never worked in Dothan, Alabama before, so um, that was uh, it was new faces across the board.
2: Hmm. So, how long a shoot was it?
0: Oh my gosh, we we're we were there for about I think six weeks.
2: Six weeks? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, we were there for about six to eight weeks. Um, I got there prior, just just with the location scouting and, and pre production. And wardrobe was a big thing. Um, wardrobe was definitely a big thing. I uh, uh, I was pretty specific um, as to what Brenner's wardrobe was, um, uh, and that that you know, along with other like how I really wanted the mercenaries to dress differently than Mama's boys. And thing, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, like pre, they're
2: just basic pre-production. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you enjoy working on like an independent film like this as much as working... I mean, here you are, you're working on this one, and then you're also in The Matrix 4. So, I imagine there's quite a bit of difference between the, the production, <laughs> as far as the, the money-wise... <laughs>
0: Yes, I would not go up to Lana Wachowski and be like, hey, so I think we should take the camera and pull it around here. And oh, my God. That would be career suicide. Yeah,
2: I would say that would be, that'd be, okay, have a nice day, go home.
0: <laughs> exactly. I know you've been established, but yeah, no, go home and never come back. Yeah. Uh, no, you, I mean, I, I, I my ego is. Not uh, I don't have my head in the sand. I know that you know there's certain productions you work on that you do you are hired for a specific job and that specific job only. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is kind of funny how you can work on something like Matrix Four and then also work on something like Armia One where you are wearing so many different hats
1: right um, but it
0: is these smaller productions that enable you to to wear all those hats, and then uh, the hope is to grow from there. Um, and then people with bigger budgets give you more responsibility, right? Yeah. So that's that's what the what the goal is. But if you do have an interest in writing, producing, uh, directing,
1: um,
0: as I do, you're able to bring certain elements to the table that just you know the run of the mill actor perhaps wouldn't. Um, and case in point in Matrix, I can't give specifics, but there was um, there was a moment where I'm like. I gave some suggestions that were perhaps outside my station. <laughs> not not in a, uh, uh, like, oh, this could be done this way. But it was like, hey, so according to the original, this X, Y, and Z happened. Uh, what do you think about doing a callback to that? And fortunately, I already memorized X, Y, and Z so that... Um, other elements didn't really have to change.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so, and that, that really took them by surprise, which was gutsy. <laughs> but I'm like, if I don't make, if I don't do this, if I don't make the suggestion, then I'll be kicking myself. Yeah. Um, and it also, you know, uh, it makes you more responsible for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause actors, you know, people do your makeup. They tell you what to wear. They tell you what to stand. They tell you what to say. Right. Yeah, and then and then you leave when your stuff is done. Mm-hmm. When you're behind the camera, I mean, you're the first one there and the last one to leave. And when you leave, your job's just getting started for the next day. You have to go home and prep the very next day. Right, and uh, you you just work so many different aspects of your brain. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I love being a performer. I really, I really do. I feel like uh, there's a lot of untapped. Uh, Untapped resources um, that I, I'm looking forward to delving into. Hmm.
2: Is is there anything you can tell us about Matrix Four?
0: Uh, it's funny because people keep asking me about it. I'm like, if I say anything that isn't already public, I'm sure there's a little tracking device in my brain <laughs> that will, you know, make my head explode on on cue. Yeah, no, I
2: understand. <laughs> I, I had to ask it though. I
0: mean. <laughs> Right, I mean, there are, there are certain things like that are, that are public, such as uh, Lana Wachowski loves to shoot things practically. Uh, what does that mean? That means she likes, uh, let's say there's a scene where two actors jump off a 50-story building. Well, guess what? She's going to have those actors jump off a 50-story building. And mm-hmm. in this case, it's San Francisco, and you can actually look that up. Wow. Um, people from their office buildings on their iPhones would film this. Jeez. it's yeah it's, it's it's. i've never seen anything like it really huh. yeah. um when, things when? that could easily what's that
2: no go ahead go ahead
1: finish
0: well things that could easily be accomplished in green screen she will do practically like fly helicopters at street level in san francisco and then blow it up Jeez. uh <laughs> things like that yeah like, people like there's no way to hide that from the people that live in san francisco there's people on their iPhones, everywhere. Yeah. She didn't care. She's like, I'm, I'm doing this. Jeez. Um, so I will say that this is, it's, it's like, it's a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just such an incredible machine to be a part of. It really is absolutely surreal. And to be there uh, with my husband and the stunt team that I absolutely adore and respect so much was, it was a dream come true.
2: Yeah. When's the release date on that? I know it's going on HBO Max, right? That's what they've, uh, Warner has announced all their movies are going to be going on HBO Max for 2021.
0: Yeah. So essentially what Warner Brothers is doing is they're having a theatrical release date on the same date as streaming,
1: Mm -hmm. um,
0: which has not been done before. I'm sure that they have their number crunchers and those who are dissecting algorithms and I guess it makes sense for them we we will see um, but yes it is slated to release December 2021 which essentially is a year
2: from now. Oh okay, so it's still still away it's away. Hopefully. Yeah,
0: it, it originally was going to be April 2022, but um, they wrapped way ahead of schedule.
2: Yeah, hopefully there'll be more theaters open at that time. <laughs> we can we can get out I and see know.
0: it. <laughs> oh my God, I'm telling you, like, to see this movie on your iPhone, don't. Do it. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's not what it was designed for. Like yeah. okay, I, I, hell or high water, will be seeing this movie in a theater, even if I have to rent one out myself.
2: Yeah. There's
0: no way. That's like seeing Mad Max on your iPhone.
2: Yeah. Well, even Army of One, I'd le- I'd love to see that in a theater.
0: Oh my god, me too. I I was I was it was a heartbreaking thing to really swallow that we weren't going to be able to do a premiere, that we weren't going to be able to see this in a theater, at least not not now. Um, I recently had a movie release called Love and Monsters with uh, yes. Dylan O'Brien, Jeff Henwick, and uh, Michael Rooker, Rooker. Yeah. And that was supposed to be a massive Paramount release, and you can bet I was so excited about that because normally I've been in the television world for quite some time, so I was super stoked to have a theatrical release, but just not safe to do so mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. Um,
2: and it feels like, you know, yeah. you feel like you're being, I don't want to say you're getting gypped out of it, but, you know, I mean, there is that aspect of, you know, your your movie's out and you can go to a theater and it's going to be all kinds of people and, the, you know, just the thrill of it. And seeing it on a big screen is just so different.
0: Right, and even across the board Like all the uh, like award shows Like one of uh, uh, One of my castmates on Matrix 4 Yahya Abdul-Mateen He won an Emmy For Watchmen He's mm-hmm. literally on set yeah. And he wins an Emmy And it's kind of like Oh, okay, I guess That was kind of anticlimactic mm, I know, <laughs> like, uh, Hey, bud, you won Like It's just like a Oh, okay it's it's not it's still an incredible accomplishment, but oh, it, yeah. it does it, it is somewhat
1: <gasps> deflating.
0: Yeah, it's somewhat deflating to not yeah. have that opportunity. But you know what? We're everyone's making sacrifices. You know, I'm I'm not on the front line in the hospital um, battling this myself. So what I'm complaining about is yeah. minute in comparison, to say the least.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was acting was what you always wanted to do?
1: No. <laughs> you, you knew it? <laughs> you knew it. No, 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 no. Oh, I, no. Didn't.
0: I did not. No, 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 not at all. I, I went to school for uh, business and marketing and minored in German. Wow. So this is not even not even on my radar. Well, how'd you
2: get into it then?
0: <laughs> well, it, it, to make a very long story short, um, I, uh, I ran a landscaping company back in Michigan while I was attending school um, for business and marketing and um, uh, I wanted to do international business. Uh, eventually ended up in Germany. My heritage is German. Um, and I just hated it. <laughs> I was like, is, is this what I want to do with the rest of my life? Am I doing what I think I should be doing or am I doing what I really would love to do? Um, And the answer was, no, this is not something I would love to do. So uh, I was uh, studying at the Eli Broad uh, Honorary Business College at MSU, and uh, when my scholarship ran out, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a year off, and I'm going to see what happens. Um, One road led to another, and I ended up uh, becoming a model in New York City, which is, talk about a 180. Um, (laughs) That certainly was not something I saw myself doing uh, either, Um, but I ended up climbing the totem pole uh, relatively quickly. And then uh, uh, when I reached a certain level, I just said to myself, am I really utilizing all of my abilities right now as a human? And the answer was no. (laughs) I'm standing there wearing other people's clothes and smiling on cue. I'm like, uh, there are some challenges to it. There there really are. Like some of those girls, the stuff that they, you know, the things that you have to wear and the runway is challenging. Anyway, every job has its own challenge. That just wasn't a place I saw myself to be for the rest of my days. Um, So I ended up uh, uh, meeting some people in the entertainment industry and that led to me. Taking classes, which led to me uh, moving to LA, and then I I started working almost immediately, and I haven't stopped since. And it's been nearly twenty years.
2: That's a good thing. Now, do you think? Yeah, needless. Go ahead. What's that? I was was thinking,
0: needless to say, I didn't. I didn't end up going back to uh, (laughs) business and marketing (laughs) and minoring in German.
2: Yeah, but but (laughs) I was just going to say the German part. Do you think that had any? helped you at all for the role of Saxa in Spartacus?
0: Yes. That's actually how I managed to to get the role. I, uh, uh I tricked Stephen tonight into thinking I was, uh, actually German. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into the, the, the screen test. I'll never forget it. From the moment I was in my car to the moment I left, uh, MGM, um, the entire time I had the German accent, even when I was uh, uh, in the elevator with uh, Stephen the and even when I was in the room, I uh, had uh, how do you say, uh, uh, when I was reading off the script, so he actually thought I was German. Wow. But heritage-wise, it wasn't a lie, it wasn't a lie, um, but I knew that stars didn't really hire Americans because we're way too expensive, um... It's true. It's true. We have unions, and it's insane how much uh, uh, you have to pay an American as opposed to an Australian or uh, someone in the EU. <clears throat> so uh, I also covered my entire back with big tattoos um, to give him uh, the idea that I was super edgy because I looked I looked like Barbie. Like <laughs> that, you're not going to think that you know this scrappy little blonde haired from the midwest is going to be this crazy german warrior
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so i'm like how can i make myself look edgier and uh tonight is covered in tattoos so he obviously has a thing for it
2: yeah but the Minnie um, mouse tattoo on the back just <laughs> didn't do it
1: that, that didn't, oh god <laughs> no
0: no no these i did like i did like my entire back with tribal tattoos
2: uh, um, now you really had them done or were they the fake ones
0: no, no, the fake ones. I hate needles. Oh, so okay. I
2: was going to say, needles. boy, you, you really went to pain to get to get this. No, started.
0: I will. I will spar a three hundred. I will spar Josh Barnett any day of the week. But you, you come near me with a needle, and I will pass out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he he uh, in the audition room saw my tattoos and my German accent, and that must have made him think. Okay, <laughs> I think this girl's nuts enough. To play a German warrior, and he he actually ended up calling a couple of days later to tell me I got the job, and of course I pick up my phone. And I'm like, "Hello." I'm like, "Hey, uh, I'm looking for uh, Ellen Holman." Uh, yeah, can I ask who's calling? Yeah, Stephen tonight. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, let me.
1: Uh, yes, this is actually her. <laughs>
0: He's like, "You are so busted. You are so busted." I'm like, "Oh God, does this is mean i lost the job?" Um. Yeah, I know, and then I ended up in New Zealand for two years. So wow. So it worked out. Jeez. And that changed the trajectory of, of everything. It's mm-hmm. a, yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty well, crazy story. Every yeah. time I tell it, I'm like, that's wild.
2: Yeah. Well, Ellen, I want to finish up with two final questions. They're... What? People tell me it's the toughest questions. But Oh, goodness. It's <laughs> not really, but not bad. <laughs> Anyways... Um, because course, now people have time to sit back and relax a little bit. I know you're busy, but uh, uh, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and of the past?
0: Oh, I like that question. Um, I just finished The Queen's Gambit, and yes. I am unbelievably obsessed.
2: That's good. That's a uh, good show.
0: I, it was so spectacular. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is just absolutely absolutely brilliant um thought that was incredible um favorite tv show of the past uh
2: when you were growing up
0: what oh growing up Yeah, when you're were a mean, kid. Are we talking are we talking like looney tunes anything like what inspector gadget sure whatever and... <laughs> oh yeah yeah no looney tunes looney tunes is my go-to mm-hmm. uh my absolute go-to as a kid um In regards to movies, I love the Disney movies. Growing up, like, the Disney movies were always such an important uh, element in our household. I grew up with a big family. I'm the oldest of four. So you put on a Disney movie, and it was just quiet (laughs) for an hour and a half. (laughs) And I still, to this day, when there's a Disney movie uh, uh, that comes out, um, both my husband and I will be like the first to be like, Oh my God, it's coming out. And he's fortunate enough to, he's, he's worked on a bunch of them and he worked on Mulan. And, uh, we, we just saw that unfortunately not in the theater, yeah. but, uh, there's like a certain nostalgia to it. Um, but as for, uh, big features now, of course, I'm a total massive fan of, of the Matrix
1: mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I, you know, I, I always have. Um, and I've been going back in the vault, seeing, like I said before, like Tropic Thunder and Usual Suspects. And so that's, it's it's sort of like the older movies are becoming the newer movies now.
1: Yep. yep. <laughs> 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 yeah, so. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, Ellen, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Everybody should be looking for um, your new movie coming out, uh, Army of One, on December 15th. And where can they see it?
0: So you can watch that on streamers. Uh, you can watch it on iTunes. You can watch it on Vudu, on Fandango, uh, In Demand. And you can also uh, check out uh, uh, my, uh, my Instagram or my Twitter, or my Facebook, uh, at Ellen Holman for Instagram and Twitter. And then at, uh, uh, well, Ellen Holman Official on Facebook. And I'm constantly posting updates as to where you can see it as well.
2: Great. Well, thank you so much, Ellen. And I uh, just can't wait to see the film. And uh, I hope everybody goes out and sees it.
0: Of course. Thank you so much for it. Well, it goes in. <laughs> I hope everyone stays in. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. I guess
0: you could watch it on your phone and go out. But yeah.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but
0: yeah, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it.
2: And a big thank you going out to Ellen Holman right here on On Screen and Beyond, giving us all the information behind her new film called Army of One. You don't want to miss that if you get a chance to to uh, see it, and uh, it's 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 just watch the trailer. I mean, (laughs) you watch that, and you know you're going to want to watch the whole thing. And uh, also, we'll catch her next year on The Matrix Four. So, a lot of things going on, and I'm sure she'll have a lot of other things going on. We'll catch them as time goes by here. So, um, thank you, Ellen, for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Well, we have made it through another episode of On Screen and Beyond, and uh, like I have been telling you lately, there's going to be some changes coming our way, and uh, I hope you uh, are going to be listening. Why don't you tell a friend? That's a way to get more people listening to On Screen and Beyond. And uh, we've been around for a little while, uh, since 2007, so you know there's still a lot of people that uh, don't know about On Screen and Beyond, so just tell your friends about it, and I'm sure if they go back in our catalog, they'll find people that uh, they would love to find out a little bit more about, like we did about Ellen today. So uh, if you want to uh, get in touch with me, you can contact me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. If you have a suggestion for a guest or anything like that, go ahead and uh, send that to me and uh, I will check that out for you, see what we can do. And that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>